For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Another weather alert day for our viewing area. Persistent rain and even wind in some places has made for a messy, messy holiday weekend. This is what dual Doppler 5000 looks like right now. You can see all this green indicating where the rain is falling right now. Meteorologist Mike Mays has been tracking the wet weather since it began yesterday. Mike, how much longer will this last? I think when we get to around midnight, Julian, we'll see a tapering off from west to east. So we have several more hours to go. And as you can see from the live dual Doppler 5000 radar, everybody's getting wet this evening. If you're heading out about to dinner, it's going to stay wet. It's going to stay cold and it's going to stay windy as well. We still have plenty of rain to our south and west to come. So we got to get through this before it all leaves the area. We'll take a look at future casts coming up in a moment. But just a reminder, we have a low end risk for flooding. I haven't seen any yet today, but can't rule it out until the rain moves out. We do have the WRA weather alert day that should probably subside roughly around midnight tonight. And take a look at the rainfall totals. Kat and I, starting yesterday, we're compiling the numbers, the highest so far at Pittsburgh and RDU seen 2.63 and more to come. Future cast shows the rain through the evening winding down once we get past midnight. And the good news, now all the models are in agreement. The high resolution models, the low resolution models suggest all the rain will be out of here for sunrise services. So by 7 and 8 o'clock, we're looking at partly to mostly cloudy skies and the rain will be out of the area. Now, coming up in less than 15 minutes. I'll have a closer look at that Easter Sunday forecast. But first, we got to get through the rain. And Mark Boyle is in the WRL Storm Tracker. Mark, it's been a miserable day. How are the roads are where you are? How are they looking? We're out on Western Boulevard. That rain is persistent. It is pesky. Turn the camera around. You can see there absolutely is a lot of ponding, especially on the right sides of the road here. Uh, this is near NC State on Western Boulevard. And we've been seeing the same types of conditions all across the area. Uh, we went up to Capitol Boulevard over towards 540 this afternoon. I haven't seen too many crashes, which is the good news to report here. But the rain is slow and steady enough to where we are seeing some of that pooling and ponding on the sides of the road. So if you're headed out this evening for dinner, just make sure you're really paying attention to that and give yourself some spacing between the vehicles in front of you. We'll keep you updated on the conditions out here on the road. Back to you. Ah, great advice as always. Thanks, Mark. Well, the rain is also impacting local baseball teams. Today's doubleheader between the Carolina Mudcats and the Fayetteville Woodpeckers was postponed. The two teams were originally supposed to play Friday night, but the rain forced that game to be suspended. It was rescheduled for today. And you know what happened? Another rain delay and rain put the end to that game there. However, that did not stop the rain either there. Now the teams are now scheduled to play tomorrow starting at 2.05 in the afternoon. Now you can track weather wherever you go using the WRL weather app. It's free to download on Google Play and the Apple App Store. All right, let's go to this. Raleigh police have confirmed a man stabbed at a downtown convenience store this week has died. Mark Garrity Jr. was just 27. WRAL's Keenan Willard spoke with his parents today about what happened. Witnesses say Mark Garrity Jr. was stabbed multiple times by a store employee here at Taz's on Wilmington Street. His family is now left trying to understand this loss. He is very kind, generous hearted, 
person. He was always on the go. He loved being outside and tinkering with that kind of stuff. That's how Amy Garrity is remembering her son, Mark. It comes two days after she got a phone call. Mark had been stabbed at Taz's convenience store and was being taken to Wake Med in critical condition. Just the way it happened is even the worst part that I can't imagine. And the fact that he was on the street alone in broad daylight. Witnesses say Garrity was stabbed by a store employee who had accused him of stealing. Garrity had been convicted of felony breaking and entering in late March. His family says while he wasn't a perfect person, the incident that led to his death was unacceptable. We don't know the full details. However, to think every which way what could have happened, he's unarmed. If it was shoplifting, we don't know, but that's where the police, you call the police. Garrity's family says he fought for his life at Wake Met before ultimately dying from his injuries. The doctor said he had Mark's heart in his hand and sat there and perform CPR with Mark's heart. WRL called Taz's looking for more information about the incident. A store employee and another source identified the other man involved in the fatal confrontation as Taz's owner, Tysir Zarka. We reached out to Zarka for a response to the situation. He tells WRL, I really don't feel like talking about it. This is a case that has gone. Too bad it happened, but it's gone. While the investigation into the incident continues, Garrity's left to mourn her son. This was a very violent act. And I can't sit with I can't sit with this. I can't uh-uh. <laughs> Keenan Willard, WRL News. So tough to hear. We did reach out to Raleigh police to ask if it's a car or anyone else will face charges in Garrity's death. So far, police have only confirmed that Garrity was the man who was stabbed and that he died at the hospital and that the investigation is ongoing. We will continue to follow up. All right, we want to take you right here. A crash led to a large police presence after a car appeared to have fallen off a bridge down an embankment in Wake County. Emergency crews responded to I-87 near Wendell Falls Parkway around 1 a.m. WRL's breaking news tracker arrived at the scene where police were searching the area. Troopers tell us the driver managed to get away. It's unclear what led up to the crash. Authorities in Fayetteville need your help in finding these people right here. Police say they are accused of stealing from a Harris Teeter on Rayford Road on March 21st. Anyone with information is asked to call the Fayetteville Police Department. They want information about those subjects that you see right there. Some patrons at today's matinee of La Mez in, at the Deepak got something in addition to an exciting musical theater experience. This is what they received. They received a flyer, a flyer from actors before the show. How about that? It warns of a possible strike by performing touring groups in Broadway shows. It would be the first strike by Actors Equity Association of Broadway shows on tour since 1968. High cost of housing, low per diems, and coverage issues for actors and stage managers while on the road are key issues. The union and producers plan to try a negotiation sometime later this week. A group of healthcare activists brought their national bus tour to Raleigh today. It's called the Back Off Our Benefits Bus Tour. The group came to our area to call on Republican Representative Richard Hudson to protect Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, and veterans' benefits. This comes as a debt ceiling standoff between Congress and the White House moves closer to a default deadline that's estimated to come sometime between July and September, unless there is an agreement reached.
Well, millions of Americans depend on these benefits. The Affordable Care Act saved my life. I wouldn't be here without it. And I'm just one of the many, many people who need these benefits to stay alive. We've reached out to Congressman Hudson's office and we are waiting for a response. The debate over reproductive rights continues in the U.S. Coming up, the pair of conflicting rulings just released and what it means moving forward. And you got to see this next story celebrating 75 years together. Coming up, the advice this couple has for making love last. Systemic racism continues to determine black health and wealth in Wake County, according to a new report. On the record, we talk to the people involved with creating it and share the numbers that may surprise you. We'll also tell you how they're asking the community to help them find solutions. On the record tonight at 7. We are taking you out live in the WRL Storm Tracker, driving on Hillsborough Street, heading towards Cary, and you see the rain still coming down right now. Well, the battle over reproductive rights continues to play out across the country. The federal judge in Texas said the FDA's approval of the medication should be halted. However, in Washington state, a federal judge ordered to keep the drug available. Isabel Rosales has more. Mifepristone is an FDA-approved drug, the first of two different medications used to terminate a pregnancy. It's safe and effective and has been used by millions for more than two decades. But on Friday in Texas, a conservative judge said the FDA's approval of the medication should be halted, saying the agency failed to consider the trauma and stress women experience with a medication abortion. Judge Matthew Kaczmarek paused his ruling for seven days to allow appeals. The White House says it will fight, while the Senate Majority Leader spoke out against the judge's ruling. This is an awful, extreme and unprecedented decision. Let's be clear. This is about the Republicans' goal of a nationwide abortion ban. There is no question that the president and I are going to stand with the women of America and do everything we can to ensure that women have the ability to make decisions about their health care. The Justice Department and the drug maker have appealed, and they're also seeking stays, which will freeze the judge's ruling as the appeal goes forward. Meanwhile, a judge in Washington state has ordered the federal government to keep the drug available in the 17 states and the District of Columbia, which had sued to expand access to it. Now, the rival rulings could put the battle over reproductive rights back on a path to the Supreme Court. Isabel Rosales, WRAL News. After 10 student deaths this academic year, mental health is top of mind for students on NC State's campus. Roughly 200 participants turned out this morning at the university's Centennial Campus for the sixth annual Outrace the Stigma event. It's a 5K run that donates to mental health awareness. Naomi Boudot organized the race with her sorority. Boudot lost her sister Jade to mental illness in April of last year. This year's race was dedicated to Jade. Thousands of people are packing PNC Arena this weekend for the League of Legends Esports Championship. It's one of the biggest video gaming competitions in the nation. This is video from the setup earlier today. Now, what makes the spring finals different from other events is the fan fest that comes along with it. Now, because of the rain, vendors moved inside the arena. Competition is now underway. The entire tournament will wrap up tomorrow night. Well, according to Brides.com, the average marriage in the U.S. lasts eight years. That is why we wanted to introduce you to Robert and Lily Smith. They've been married, guess, just guess, 75 years. 
Today, family and friends celebrated the couple as they hit number 75 in Raleigh today, and we could not let them walk away without giving some marital advice. The world tells you that marriage is a 50-50 proposition. You bring your 50 and you bring your 50, but that's a fallacy. Marriage is 100 and 100. I'm 100% in her corner, she's 100% in my corner. Oh man, that is great advice. The Smiths also said, try not to go to bed angry. They were full of oh, just so many jewels. You're absolutely right. Yeah, awesome couple there. Mike, let's talk about this rain. Is it going to be gone for tomorrow morning? Easter Sunday. Yeah, the big question all week long was, will the rain be gone by the time we have sunrise services tomorrow morning? And all the high resolution models, Julian, everything I've looked at has the rain gone by 6.50 a.m. here in the Triangle. So I think we're going to be good. That's the sunrise here in Raleigh, mostly cloudy skies. It'll be 40 and it will be breezy. So if you are venturing out for sunrise services in the morning, make Make sure you are dressed appropriately. It's going to be cold. Now we've got a lot of rain out there this evening and it will likely continue at least through midnight. And then after that, we'll see a gradually gradual tapering off from west to east. And I think the rain will be in our far eastern counties by 7 a.m. So it's 100% chance of rain this evening until about midnight or so. And then the rain chances gradually drop off. And we left in a 20% chance of rain by 8 a.m. But I don't even think it'll be around at that point either. And from the beginning of the day till about midnight tonight, this is the amount of rain we could see about a half an inch to an inch here in Raleigh south and east toward the coast between an inch and three quarters around the New Bern area and over toward the Wilmington area about an inch. So we do still have more that will accumulate in the rain gauge as we go through the evening hours and it is wet everywhere. We say hello to Apex. The roads are wet. It's breezy. It's cold. Likewise for Goldsboro Clinton from the Alfredo's restaurant in downtown. The roads are wet. So is the lens and the Durham Bulls. They have the tarp on the infield and it is wet there as well. It is wet everywhere and it's cold. 44 at RDU 44 in Fayetteville. We had a high of 48 today. 43 right now in South Hill, 41 at Roxborough, and by daybreak, we expect our temperature to hover around 40 degrees. So if you're heading out this evening, grabbing a bite to eat, going to the movies perhaps, it's 100% chance for rain, temperatures in the 40s. So really, it's going to remain rather consistent for the next several hours. It's rain, it's breezy, and it's cold. And we told you yesterday and the day before about our overrunning and cool air damming that's set up. We have a northeast flow at the surface, aloft. We have a southwest wind that's helping to develop the, the environment and the atmosphere that's conducive for the cloud cover rain and cold temperatures while there's low pressure that's winding up and moving away and once that moves out it's taking all this with it we have a lot of clear sky off to the west and that's what's going to greet us for sunday and then monday tuesday wednesday thursday maybe even friday of next week it all looks dry and it does warm you'll see that in the seven day forecast coming up so the rain will end late tonight upper 30s to low 40s for the lows with about 40 in raleigh 42 fayetteville 38 at roxborough and then for the day tomorrow clearing breezy and milder uh, with temperatures in the low 60s, 62 for Raleigh, 62 Fayetteville and Goldsboro. Your seven day forecast by Monday morning and perhaps even Tuesday morning, we have the potential for a light scattered frost. So if you have tender plants that you've set out, you might want to protect them, cover them up or bring them inside. We're just not done with the frost just yet. 64 on Monday. It's mostly sunny. A lot of sunshine Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday. And notice how the temperatures go up. The morning lows begin to rise. The afternoon highs near 80 on Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. We're in the lower 80s and perhaps by next Saturday, the next chance for rain. But at that point, it's still about 80 degrees. So, yeah, it's been very cold yes. right now. But as the week goes on next week, it will warm up. And if you're a fan of the 80s, you got them coming too. And once again, dry Sunday morning for service. It's looking that way right now. And it's a possibility the sun could come out? Uh, it's possible, especially up in our northwestern counties, yeah. All right. Thank you. Yes. Casey, 
it's too early to talk about football. I'm no. saying that right now. Too early to talk about really? football. The okay. season just ended. It does kind of feel like that, right? And it also felt like football season, though, out here today. As spring football practice were wrapping up, and like I said, that weather, though, made it feel like the season was right now. ECU and NC State battling the elements today for its annual spring games. How that helped them today next. They were wet, they were cold. You see guys making plays, you know, and that to me is, it's, it's exciting. NC State football playing its spring game in the cold rain today, but Dave Doran said, you know, he learned a lot about his team this afternoon playing in those elements. You know, State coming off that 8-5 and five campaign, they're bringing in some changes with some new faces, so what better way to see how your handles, your players handle all that with those less than ideal conditions. Let's get you out to Carter Finley Stadium. There's your quarterback battle. MJ Morris and Brennan Armstrong, who started the red, completed 14 of 28 passes, 127 yards, pair of interceptions, and this handoff to Jordan Houston for a score in the first half. Pack testing out new offensive coordinator Robert and I's offense, but the secondary was gobbling it up early here. Shaheen battle, new number, same old baller. He picks off. Ben Finley and takes it back 57 yards. Red team, which was more or less the starters, beats up on the white team 41-10. Hey, Brendan Armstrong, welcome to Carter Finley Stadium. We did a pregame warm-up stuff, and coming out of the tunnel was our, my first time ever running through it. And I took off early, apparently. I think I just took off through the smoke, and Coach uh, Doran was supposed to stop us and get us going. That was my whole first time ready up to that. I'm excited for the new season. I feel like our defense can be a lot better than it was last year. I mean, yeah, we lost Isaiah and Drake and some key f- um, figures in our defense, but I'm real excited for it. I mean, stepping into a leadership role, I'm, it's real exciting to see people rally behind you. The weather wasn't much better in Greenville, East Carolina, putting a bow on its spring practices with the annual purple and gold scrimmage. You think there's something on the line or nothing on the line? Wrong. The winning team gets steak and shrimp. The losers get cold beanie weenies. Everybody talked about Mason Garcia taking over under center. But how about Alex Flynn? He would like a word. Pressure, corner trap, coverage. He saw grass for 50 yards, 17-3 gold. The Pirates, they also have to replace a 1,000-yard rusher in Keaton Mitchell. They'll be giving that guy some looks. Freshman running back JVS Bond breaks a huge run, scores for the Purple team. Gold hangs on to win, 17-9. Coach Houston, your thoughts? Number one thing for me is nobody gets hurt, so I'm happy with that. But just the competitive you know, edge on the field. I mean, they were going at each other. You had some big hits. You had some big plays. You know, you saw Josiah Hatfield do Josiah Hatfield things. Uh, you saw Javius Bond and why we're so excited about him. Uh, you saw so many defensive guys uh, make plays that we have been seeing all spring that maybe everybody else hadn't seen. So uh, I think it was a great spring game. You know, the guys behind the scenes don't always get acknowledged, but the show doesn't go on without them. And Carolina Hurricanes equipment manager Bob Gorman working his 2,500th game today. He also outfits our meteorologists for those in-game weather hits. Let's get you out to Buffalo. Just four more regular season games. Canes clinging to a one-point lead in the Metro. Down one nothing. Jarvey, he lights the lamp for the first time since February 24th. And just 22 seconds later, Jesper Foss with a <clears throat> quick answer. 2-1 Carolina. And we were... Tied at three in the third, Marty Natchez would have a golden opportunity at one end. Boy, he misses the open net there. And just 10 seconds later, Tage Thompson rips a one-timer at the other end for the lead, and that's how it ends, 4-3 the final. 
and Buffalo. And the third round of action at the Masters suspended and will resume tomorrow morning, but not before Tiger Woods ties the record for consecutive cuts made at the Masters. Three over par for a tournament. Julian, he's, you know, he's not looking great, but it's pretty incredible how he continues to battle through that and make consecutive cuts there to the Masters. It's pretty impressive. 23. Yeah. Very impressive. Hey, going back to ECU really quickly, was steak and shrimp really on the line today? I'm telling you right now, steak and shrimp was on the line. I, I'm embarrassed. I had, to, I had to Google what beanie weenies were. It wasn't <laughs> really. You know what beanie weenies were? I'm we'll a picky eater. Okay. We'll talk about that after yeah, the show. Yeah, steak and shrimp on the line, and those boys ate up. All so. right, thanks, Casey. Yeah. Thanks for joining us tonight. Next on NBC Nightly News, how fast is too fast on the road? The controversy to increase speed limits in some states. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.